0: And then we're going to talk about how Rey is afraid of breathers from Deep Rock Galactic.
1: Yeah, so breathers don't do anything besides breathe, which Mm -hmm. makes me like them because I like a good, accurate name.
2: (laughs) That's fair, (laughs) I suppose. I mean, but, you know, I'm going to play devil's advocate a little here. It looks gross. And as you know, as a human, when we think things look gross, we, you know, insult it and stay away from it that's not true what about bulldogs (laughs) that one thing (laughs) um and bulldogs are cute though like i
0: feel like we couldn't figure out what to call bulldogs
2: yeah they don't
0: look like bulls they don't yeah but they don't look like dogs either (laughs) they look like toads it's where we're at
2: it does look like a toad but what about bullfrogs does it look like a bullfrog which, Which also doesn't look like a bull.
0: It does not look like a
1: bull. Toads also are hideous and kind
0: of cute, and I want one. Yeah. yeah. So are
2: bulldogs. So there might no. be some kind of correlation. Bulldogs I are think
0: 0% cute.
2: You are wrong, and that's okay. <laughs> because, you know, we can be wrong on this podcast.
0: <laughs> Ray, what do you think of bulldogs?
3: <laughs> I think they're fine.
0: You know what I like about bulldogs is that they are kind of the polar opposite of breathers. Oh my gosh. They're so bad at breathing. Come on.
1: You know, you they know do have like, asthma. You know what I like about Bulldogs is when you give them a single saltine cracker and you place it flat on the ground and they cannot get it with their flat
0: faces. <laughs> oh poor little things. And they That's just tough.
1: chase it all over the house and they have a blast. Yeah. Okay. So they are enjoying it. Yeah, probably. Yeah,
0: that's probably. how I feel when I'm chasing food that I can't. It's just out of reach. I'm like, this is fun. <laughs> Your face I'm... is not
2: not <laughs> shaped for the food. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this I is mean, why we don't have dog crackers at our if flat. If
1: I could run on all fours out of, after a plate of spaghetti that was just out of reach, getting little tastes of it now and then, I feel like that would make my dinner
2: great. You actually can, though, Pete. You can. Can I? I? You can do that. You can run on all fours. I
0: feel like that's an activity that you must be naked to partake in.
2: Yeah, I can't really imagine it being a clothed activity, which is kind of (laughs) weird. It's weird, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's.
0: Welcome to Gaming New Horizons. It's a podcast where your three best friends talk about games, and then some other games. I'm your best friend, Joe.
2: (laughs) I'm your best friend, T.
3: And I'm your best friend, Ray.
0: And we are joined by another best friend this time. His best friend, Peter, on the microphone. Hello, Peter.
3: Hi, I'm your best friend, Peter.
2: Peter, now, before uh, we get into video games, which is what this podcast is primarily about uh what do you do
1: what do i do what do you do oh you mean you want me to say that i'm a statistician and i work for hershey and i have access to the secret chocolate yes i
2: love (laughs) you say it say
3: it one more
1: time
2: (laughs) i have access to the secret chocolate oh (laughs) (laughs) oh man that might be my new username actually secret chocolate oh my god yeah yeah i love
0: that i can see that (laughs) You were eliminated by Secret Chocolate. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that. Yeah, that'd be good when you're playing the ship.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. For sure. Ooh, that could be a ship name for your. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Sea of SS Secret Chocolate. I'm yes. ready for her. I'm, I'm... I'm ready for her. <laughs> Sounds so tasty. Um, we're getting distracted right yes, out the are. gate. Peter mm-hmm. um, is a good friend of mine and a gamer. Gamer through and through. Active in the fan Discord as well under the handle S Brindle. So um, thank you for, I, I want to say that off the bat, like thank you for engaging with the community and being uh, such a wonderful person. And thank you for coming on to the show.
1: It's a wonderful community and a wonderful show. I'm delighted to be a part of it.
0: <laughs> um, and you have joined us this time to discuss the game Phoenix Point. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think that we ought to just dip right into it. Um,
2: uh, can I ask oh. one quick question before we yeah. dip? Because, mm-hmm. you know, chocolate's still on my mind. I actually have two questions. Okay. Uh, first off, cool little uh, thing I want to bring up is during our Disco Asylum episode, a couple episodes ago, I brought up a, a tabletop game, I guess. I'm sure it's that's the oh. original way to play. called Blades um, in the Dark? Blades in the Dark. And Pete is the one that introduced it to us. So... That's where that came from. But also, my question is so you work at Hershey's and you guys made a huge bar, and mm-hmm. you had to take home a 25 pound piece of that bar. Uh, how do you eat that?
1: Uh, so, uh, yeah, they recently made the world's largest take five bar, uh, beating S- Snickers, which had the record for biggest bar with inclusions before. Uh, and so, but in order to qualify for the record, it has to be eaten. Which at least means that employees have to say they're going to eat it and take home a 25-pound box. <laughs> um, I went back and got a second box because that's where my life's at right now. Oh, um, man. Inside the box, uh, it's just sort of debris, like uh, chunks of chocolate and or peanut butter and or peanuts and or pretzel bits roughly the size of your head or fist. I don't want to eat that, something the size of my head. But continue. I mean... You wouldn't, like a, like a thing of peanut butter, uh, like hardened Reese's peanut butter the size of your head and you can just take chunks off of it and it's (laughs) full of peanuts. It's extremely
2: satisfying. Uh, the box smells amazing. I've made no progress (laughs) on it. Okay. I was going to, that was my second question. Did you eat it? And, and now I'm satisfied. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Yeah. I'm giving my second 25 pound box to a friend who does uh, Twitch
1: streaming and he's going to try to eat it. Is he gonna Uh, stream stream as a stream? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like Please have a hospital nearby.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I kinda really want to see that.
0: I feel like that's the kind of thing that you play like like Princess Remedy in a world of her or Celeste or something, and every time you die, you take a bite.
2: Yeah. Oh that would be
3: awful. Oh no. Oh no.
0: But I also am deeply into the idea of just a stream of a camera feed of a guy eating
1: a big ass <laughs> brick of chocolate. Yes. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this box is functionally not a take five, but a take 1350. Okay. 1350.
2: Got it. Uh, that made my stomach hurt for some reason. Yeah. I. Yeah.
0: <laughs> me too. I, I can feel it in there. Like, I, I'm taking psychic damage as we speak.
2: Okay, sorry. We can move on to yeah. the game, because we're a gaming podcast. Well, now. yeah,
0: I mean, that was gaming news, technically, because we talked about streaming a little <laughs> uh, bit, so. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, anything on Twitch <laughs> is a game now, legally.
1: Okay, so Phoenix Point.
0: Yeah, Phoenix Point. Joe, do you want to um, say what the game
1: is about, or do you want me to say
0: it? I will I'll give my understanding and you can you can modify it however you see fit. Okay. Phoenix Point is the spiritual successor to the kind of big name strategy game XCOM. Um, so it's a tactical turn-based strategy game where you have a group of soldiers and you're going up and against an alien threat. Although in this game it's not technically aliens; it's a virus that has infected people but it's basically aliens and the every move you take and every shot you make uh is vital and crucial and can be the difference between success and a team wipe uh and and losing the game um and there's the tactical turn-based portion of the game and that is broken up with the kind of global scale what are you researching what are you manufacturing where are your soldiers on the globe and how are you interacting with the other factions in the world and that's a quick summary of what phoenix point is available on the epic game store Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. p am i right yeah that one i haven't
1: is quite it available figured out
3: anywhere else
1: not yet i hmm. think they had like a they had the standard one-year exclusivity deal that Epic's giving to everyone.
3: That's so cool. Yeah.
1: I mean, I I don't understand why people are mad at Epic besides that it's associated with Fortnite, which I'm also not clear why people don't like.
0: I haven't played it. Oh, well, I can we can spend oh, a few minutes okay. talking about why Fortnite's bad. <laughs> Just oh. kidding. <laughs> We're not going to do that.
2: Thanks. Do you want
3: me to start talking about crunch because I'll start talking about crunch.
2: <laughs> like the crunch bar?
3: No, like, anyway, no not Nestle anyway. product I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say, Peter, do you want me to um like bleep it out when you say Snickers or is it, you know are you gonna, are you gonna get fired if you're found saying Snickers on a podcast
1: <laughs> uh, No, it's fine, because I talked about it as being defeated
0: Okay, okay, okay,
1: mm-hmm. okay.
0: Yeah, fuck Snickers, unless you want to give us money in which case Hey, we love
2: you <laughs> I'm allergic, but hey, you know. Is it at?
0: <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. What's what's up, Pete?
2: Yeah, so one. So I
1: liked your description of the game overall. One thing I want to emphasize is that uh, unlike the XCOM series, which function mostly in a functioning Earth, uh, Phoenix Point is distinctly post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Uh, like eighty percent of the humans died when the Pandora virus, which is a honestly. We're just going to call it sea monster disease, because that's what it is. It's the yeah. disease that makes you into a sea monster. Uh, the Pandora's virus has killed like 80% of humans, and the remainder have grouped together into these colorful wasteland factions that would be completely at home in Fallout or Mad Max.
0: Yeah, there's uh, New Jericho, mm-hmm. who are like focused on fundamental values and um war machines and things like that. Big armor, big guns. And then there's Sinedrian, who is like um future communists and they don't believe in any hierarchy. And they have like science spacey, stealthy stuff. And then mm-hmm. there's the uh what is it? The something of Anu? The Disciples, Disciples. of Anu. Disciples of Anu. And they're kind of they have like a more faith based uh approach to the Pandora virus, where they are using the Pandora virus to change their people in slight ways to make them, like, more congruent with the new world. They see, like, this change as something that was always coming, and they're kind of embracing it, and that's a little bit weirder. I, I don't really understand that one as much, but it's cool.
1: Yeah, but. so basically uh, the Disciples of Anu believe that the virus should be best understood as sort of like the biblical flood. Yeah. Uh, it's like something that's going to wipe away all of the problems with the world and leave everyone forever changed and better. Mm. Uh, and this plays out in their gameplay because they get beneficial mutations, so you can get dudes that are, like, ripped or have exoskeletons or can spit acid. I I want some of that. I can do that already. Yeah,
0: that looks cool. You can do that already, Ray?
3: (laughs) All the time.
0: I feel like that would come in handy if you're trying to, say, devour a 25-pound brick of chocolate. Wait, which one of those can you do, Ray?
3: You have to decide on my stats (laughs) and my traits. (laughs) That's up to you, Pete.
0: Okay.
1: Do you I want mean, me to my... have
3: a wild carapace? Do you want me to spit acid? Because I got some sick beats.
1: I mean, I do have a soldier <laughs> named Ray in my game. but oh,
3: I want to talk about this. <laughs> I want to talk about care creation. Character
1: yeah. creation. Oh yeah, so um, in Phoenix Point, like in XCOM, you have a really perfect number of soldiers of like between 10 and 30 at any given time. So it's enough that... You can keep track of them all and, like, have your favorite soldier that you remember everything that's ever happened to them. But also enough that they can just die and it doesn't, like, end the game. It's not like Dragon Age where everyone has to be immortal because if the if you just lost people, they'd be gone. Right. There's very real stakes.
2: I, I don't want people if, to die.
3: If my characters died, I would be devastated, personally, because I have attached yeah. personalities to them.
0: So... I have lost people a few times mm. and I have restarted when that happened because there's a restart mm. button in the menu. Like yes. mm-hmm. it's not even like older games where you have to be careful about when, how often you save and stuff like that. Like there's a restart button right there for you. Mm-hmm. They know that, you know, it's not fun for everybody who plays a game like this to, if I hadn't done that, I would have had a game over by now because mm-hmm. not only because i don't know everything about the game but also because some of the controllers are finicky sometimes and
3: yeah oh, i yeah.
0: uh do th- i find myself doing things that i do not want done um but you know that's that's part of it and part of it is just like inexperience and getting getting surprised by something that i wasn't expecting and and th- i you know Depending on how you look at it, maybe I should have just let those losses lie, but I didn't want to. I wanted to keep all my guys. <laughs>
2: but depending on how you maybe should. You know, yeah. I, I don't I don't quite follow uh, uh what you just said like depending on the scenario you should have let some of them die?
0: Yeah, like it could be it could be argued that the game is designed to allow for losses like this to happen and for those those losses to have weight and you're supposed to just carry on and continue through more something like du- uh, darkest dungeon. Ugh. But, um, but darkest dungeon as a point of comparison, like has that game over as part of the game. It feels like, whereas this feels like if I, if I did run out of soldiers and, and, and got a game over because I didn't have a way of con- going forward, like, it's a it's a much longer span Mm. of a game it's Mm -hmm. you know dozens of hours to get to a victory screen um and like just okay yeah go ahead
1: yeah i i definitely agree that like uh if you i think that the part of what makes it acceptable though is that there's um Ideally, I'm not sure how well this works in Phoenix Point, um, but in XCOM, definitely, there would be games where I thought I was going to lose, and I kept going, and things got worse and worse. And then, way past what I thought was the point of no return, I returned, and it felt Mm. amazing when, like, my two rookies with both of their arms broken managed to limp across the finish line and save humanity. Right. Hmm. So you beat the game. Um, I haven't quite finished Phoenix Point yet. Um, okay. I've been restarting every time they release a big balance patch, which they have been
2: doing on a semi-regular schedule. Really? Uh, I didn't even, uh, contemplate that that was possible. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> it doesn't seem like a game where you would want to do updates, because it's not like a multiplayer experience.
2: Yeah. But that's been something that's been happening a lot lately, you know, the one-player games getting uh, updates and, you know, Mm -hmm. balance changes, though, for a one-player game seems pretty interesting. I mean, I I guess it makes sense it's a strategy game, but that's... Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, XCOM and XCOM
1: 2 both changed dramatically over their lifetimes. Hmm.
3: Uh, I never played the XCOM games.
0: You essentially have
1: by okay,
3: playing well, Phoenix
0: yeah. Point. You essentially have, but Phoenix Point has a little bit more, um, a little bit more detail in the battles, such as the disabling l- limbs is a possibility and the like free aim function. Oh yeah, instead of just having a percent chance to hit. Um, yeah, that's both of really those. Cool. It is. It's really cool and it adds a layer of strategy. Like, you know, I I can try to aim for center mass and hopefully kill them this turn, or I can aim for the leg and probably not kill them, but maybe disable their leg so they can't reach me on their next turn, for instance. And there's so many different ways that you can play it, and there's a lot of interacting systems that are not too terribly difficult to grasp, and once you've grasped them, it's every every shot that you take is a decision, and that's fun.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. So let's let's get into that a little bit. Let's talk about the gameplay. So when you go into a scenario, uh you bring your troops. You can only bring 4 if I'm, I'm correct, right? Uh 6. You can, Oh six. yeah, you can bring up to 6. Sorry, you start off with 4. Bring up to Actually, 6. Uh yeah. This is one of the uh parts of the game
1: that I think they're going to balance a little bit. You can bring up to 8, but you can only fit 6 people on a plane. Yeah. So you can bring a second plane for two more guys. Just in case, like, reinforcements?
2: No, they'll show up at the start. Okay. So you, can you just have you eight guys. Plane. Yeah, I was oh, just right? wondering if, like, you could, uh, you know, uh, say two people die in the midst of the scenario and you can bring two people in? No. That's what I was understanding that as. Okay. Uh, There's so, also um, big planes. Hmm, big planes for uh, more more units. Yeah. Uh, so each unit has a class. And Mm -hmm. you bring your group of of soldiers into a scenario. And the way it works is it's turn-based. Each um, unit that you use has an amount of actions they can take. And each specific action has an amount of that pool of actions that you take from. Uh, and basically you choose how you want to move them, what you want those characters to do, and you, in your turn, allowing your opponent and monsters to do the same. And basically you interact fulfilling different objectives, usually involving you killing people. And, uh, that, that's pretty much like a super vague, like, description of, like, what's actually going on when you play the game.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right.
3: One of the very first episodes we did on Overwitch was Mario versus Rabbids, mm-hmm. which is just this game but reskinned and more blood. Oh <laughs> yeah, for
2: sure. Yeah, that that definitely yeah. is a pretty good comparison. Do you mean less so, blood?
3: Less blood, more blood. No, there is more t- blood tons here. Of Blood in Mario
0: versus Rabbids. I have played it. <laughs> Way it more. is a veritable bloodbath. <laughs> like it's a it's a mechanic that if you fill up the battlefield with blood, your units will start drowning. <laughs>
3: Luigi with a sniper. That's all I could think mm-hmm. of while playing this game. Oh, yeah. Luigi with a sniper. Yeah, why is... don't my
0: units dab after they kill somebody? Mm-hmm. Yours don't?
3: <laughs> no, they don't. Oh, that was oh, an you...
2: expansion. You There's a mod. Mm. No, but
3: it uh, if it's a turn-based like mm-hmm. it's XCOM, it's Mario versus Rabbids, it's Final Fantasy Tactics.
2: It's Into the Breach.
3: It's Into the Breach,
2: which is like if Into mm. the Breach was a movie, Phoenix Point is a live action movie. Yeah, that's that's a good way to. Phoenix say that. Point or
0: Into the Breach is a mech anime. Yeah,
3: yes, right. Yes, it takes place in the same world.
0: Yeah, Phoenix Phoenix Point is the is the '80s action movie.
3: <laughs> um, but what I do like about Phoenix Point, because um, Terence has talked at in, at length about the the in combat gameplay. Um, what ma- what makes it different than the other games, I don't know about XCOM, is the fact that there are multiple systems in the game outside of battle, where there are the different factions, there's your bases, there's the planet, and time is passing, and you have to use your resources to upgrade mm-hmm. things. And I really enjoy that aspect of it, because everything touches everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of like Fire Emblem Three Houses, where if yeah. you do a thing outside of combat, it'll still help you in combat.
0: Yeah, exactly. The, what you're working on, like for your, for instance, your research projects. If you, if you like, find a new gun out in the world, you can do a research project to reverse engineer it so that you can then manufacture them. Um, you can research. Uh, aliens uh, after doing some specific um, jumping through some specific hoops and they will your units will do more damage to the that alien class after doing those research projects and like they're that's that's just one of the systems and there's enough in there that it feels like it might be overwhelming but it's really not uh once you get a once you once you get a grasp on it and it it all it all flows together very naturally. I, not very naturally. That's that's maybe giving it yeah. a little bit too. <laughs> a little I too do. forgiving. <laughs> I haven't
3: played the game too much but I do plan on spoilers continuing it. Um, but I did have a question about and maybe it was just because I was a little uh, a little dense about it. Um the the time passing on the planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the 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 sea monster virus spreading. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Is there, what's going, what, I'm not sure if they told me what happens when that, when things expand, because I'm kind of just letting research happen, and no one told me that time passing was a bad thing?
0: Yeah, after a certain point, you, uh, like, after you get a certain research project, it it unlocks a new tracker, which is, like global madness or something like that and oh, that starts to slowly increase. Mm-hmm. It's a very uh like lovecraftian like just global insanity is increasing. Oh, and no. you can fight yeah. back against it a little bit, but as time passes that will slowly just go higher and higher and if it gets to 100%, it's game over, you lose.
3: Oh.
1: Yes. Yeah, so there's a lot of things moving on in the background. Um one, uh every faction including the aliens does have like a tech up system so like if you leave an alien base for a long time they'll send the biggest meanest aliens at you with the worst mutations um Mm -hmm. and then also the mist spreads Yep. uh and pretty much only ever spreads uh there's very few things there's exactly one thing that i know of that reverses it and it's pretty limited um cities that get destroyed can never be rebuilt so humanity dwindles over time and that doom tracker goes up and if that fills up uh,
3: everyone dies
2: at once mm. so okay. is uh, did, did xcom i hope this isn't a stupid question did mm-hmm. xcom used to be a, a did it get turned into a board game cuz i feel like yes. there is a board did, game okay
0: we've we've played it we
2: played it <laughs> yeah i do okay i do recall cuz i was thinking a lot of these a lot of these aspects of phoenix point could easily and i don't mean easily as in it wouldn't be like it would mm-hmm. you know it w- i'm not talking about actually making the board game but it can easily be transferred yes. into board game yeah, steps. yeah it's like, I sure. think
0: the, the geoscape where you're on the world map and you're mm-hmm. taking care of all those different things feels very much like a board game. But I even Especially mean the
2: combat, the you know, the strategy combat. I feel yeah. like moving your characters, certain characters someone not move so much, roll a dice depending on what you're using and how far you are, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that, yeah. I feel like that would be a really easy uh, uh, transfer, you know? Which, I mean, that's pretty cool. This this Phoenix Point definitely feels like a video board game-ish. And yeah. uh, the combat is way more enjoyable than I expected. Definitely gives me the same vibes, like I said, of uh, Into the Breach, where it's like, if you guys didn't introduce this to me, I would never have looked at it. But, wow, it's really fun and makes <laughs> me want to play again. Yeah. Um, I started the game, obviously, if you've been listening to our podcast, you know that I joined right into the hardest difficulty, which yeah. can either bite me in the ass or... Or actually be okay. There's been there's been some cases where I where I've gone pretty far. Um this was not one of those cases. Yeah. Uh huh
3: <laughs>
2: The first battle was pretty close, but yeah. I did that. That was that was fun. And the second yeah. battle. That was I guess, cool
0: watching you do that. It was it, you had to fight the the thieves from synedrian and when I did that mission, I think I had to fight three people and you Ooh, had to fight like five nine. Or six? Jeez. Oh wait,
2: no, no, there was more. There was more. Yeah, there were yeah. a ton. There was a ton. And,
0: Those, and then you had the fireworm mission, which I had to fight, like, nine fireworms, maybe, which are super weak, mm-hmm. easy enemies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you had to fight a, a ton of them, as well as a Chiron, which was shooting more. And I didn't meet the Chiron until, like, my 12th mission.
3: Wait, there's a
2: Chiron in the Fireworm mission. There's it's a Chiron
0: that, yeah. that shoots out more, f- yeah. like three fireworms yes. every turn. Yes. Yeah, and
2: I actually didn't do too badly there. I <laughs> made a mistake about misjudging a step, and that's where I lost because I, my character wasn't able to do what he needs to do. Which oh, I, I think I could have beaten that mission if I didn't mess up so badly with that one move, assuming that my character would be able to move and fire, which he was not able to. He was near a canister. It got ugly. <laughs> Yes, so. not. Yeah. So. It was not, was it? Yeah. so uh, one um, thing that
1: I do really like about Phoenix Point is that when you're moving, it automatically puts squares on the ground showing like 25, 50, 75% of your action. Yes. So yes. if you know you need half your turn to shoot, you can just stay in the blue zone.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. And, you know, I, I, <laughs> I understood that, that concept before I moved into uh, the second battle. The problem was, is like, I'm not used to seeing the difference between the last bar or the last square being full or not full enough you know like yeah. My, yeah. my brain well, wasn't also registered what happened for was that
0: you're like, can i just run up to that next to that guy and bash him and i was like yeah i don't see why that wouldn't work and then you got up next to the guy and both of your soldiers arms were broken yeah oh yeah oh, there was no. that thing
2: too which i which i didn't know i didn't know that my soldiers arm breaking meant they really couldn't do anything which I, mm-hmm. i mean yes I get it, but also... I'm
3: just imagining like, that
1: soldier come making on, eye contact with you after being given the order to punch.
2: Yeah, no, I said, get in there. He's like, my arms are broken, and I said, no. Get in there. <laughs> Do it <laughs> anyway. You, you take that thing out. Sir? And, yeah. Oh, apparently, my soldier me, can't shoot his two-handed rifle with one arm either, Yeah. which is also mm-hmm. really annoying. So there was a lot of things that, you know, just simple lack of experience would have paved over and i really do think i could have had that uh match in it but i also don't regret doing the hardest difficulty i really enjoyed it and i don't think i would have enjoyed those two battles as much as i did if they were easier i probably would have been able to play more but they they i felt really accomplished like yeah oh my soldiers yeah they're beat up but i mean they each did their job and it was a lot of fun
1: yeah. Um, so, real quick, did you guys get far enough in to associate with one of the factions?
2: No. No. Yes. Oh, All right. Yeah. But could I explain my reason? Uh, I just want to say really quickly: mm-hmm. these factions seem like too a uh, too real for me. <laughs> like <laughs> they're they're all, they're all clear, like um, you know, like examples of pretty much our. Go to scenarios as humans, which it was a little yeah, deep for me. You're going to be—I didn't like.
0: You're going to be uh, <laughs> a spiritual person, or you're going to be a cop.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and mm. even like. Uh, getting into uh, some of the details when they were being explained to me and broken down and knowing about, like, even in those factions, stuff is happening. It just exhausted me. I'm like, ugh, this is the best we could do? We're all almost dead. Like, come on. (laughs) It was just, you know, like, it, it was just like, oh, man. Yeah, this is, this is, this sucks. Like, But we're like, we're the last humans on Earth. These are the three factions and we still can't get along we like we're losing the battle like how are we not yeah i don't but you know that's just my naive like simplistic like go into the game which is just like like,
0: i i've been playing like doing my best to Keep everyone happy except for maybe New Jericho because fuck those <laughs> guys. Yeah, um, <laughs> I feel you. But like, I I can feel it. I, I'm not sure how the game is balanced long term, but I I feel like it's starting to push against me doing that and like being like, no 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 no, you you don't get to you don't get to save everyone. Like make your choice,
3: yeah. you scum. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, you can. It is possible to get to the end game without. The factions all going to war against each other, but it's heavily weighted in favor of that. Yeah. And also, uh, some of the endings do include a little bit of genocide.
0: Oh, mm. just some light genocide. Oh. I'm, not,
2: I, I'm not even kind uh, yeah, of surprised. I'm not. All of the factions let everyone else live. Yeah, I.
3: am well, uh, sad now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Let's that go do a if... side
2: quest.
0: <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, I think we we got a. I think that Terrence and Ray I, I need you guys to take the mana core out and um go. again yes again there's another supply depot so please but the tea- just fine go on a short side quest while I stay here and talk Terrence, to you. Terrence
3: you get the front I'll get the back don't get bit come on
2: oh that's scary
0: <music> ah it's nice it's just us now Peter <sighs> Oh, I'm going to
1: stretch out a little bit, take up the whole couch. Yeah.
3: I ah, <laughs> kicked me!
1: You're gone!
3: <laughs> I'm outside, I'm out back, you heard me. Oh, okay, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's just ignore the screams of our brave warriors.
0: Yeah, they'll be fine, or not, doesn't matter. Um, Peter, <laughs> while you're here and while we're waiting for them to come back, why don't you tell me about something else you have on your mind? Yeah, um, I've been thinking about Factorio a lot lately. Okay, I feel like I've heard of that. Please, please tell me what it is. Uh, so Factorio
1: is uh, a. I'm gonna say what it is, and then I'm gonna completely double back because it's the worst label possible. It's an automation and factory building
0: game, as the Ooh, name suggests. Sounds exciting.
1: Which, I feel like, if you don't, if you haven't played an automation game, you don't understand how delicious it is. <laughs> uh, it's all about, like, you know how in Minecraft you have to hit the rock- <laughs> hit the ground for rocks? I was-, I and was then literally you...
0: just gonna say, it's basically redstone in Minecraft, but as a joke? Yeah, but that's no, where you're uh, going. okay.
1: Well, so, like, in Minecraft you hit the ground with a pickaxe and you get some dirt, and then mm-hmm. later you unlock the really good pickaxe that gives you dirt twice as fast? Yeah. Uh, Factorio is, like- that, but if it got up to 20 times as fast, and then eventually you could just got, get a machine that constantly threw rocks at you, and then another machine that put those rocks into the furnace, you could get all the cookstone you want, mm-hmm. and then another machine that takes the cookstone out of that, but maintaining all these machines is its own gameplay. And eventually you can build a machine to maintain those machines. Right. But maintaining that machine is its own gameplay, and it just kind of cycles through where you encounter a problem, you figure out a creative way to solve it, you invent tech that is an even better solution, but then getting that tech requires you to rethink all of your decisions and redesign your base. And, like, again, if you've ever been playing Minecraft and you've redesigned your base to make a better farm or a better pig pen or whatever. That satisfaction that you get from doing that could be an entire game constantly.
0: Oh no. That was a really good sales pitch for me specifically. Um, <laughs> I'm worried that I might have to buy Factorio now.
1: I would love if you bought it because it's co-op. You can have a server oh, no! with your friends. So, like, That's so I, good! Uh, yeah, I can be sitting there like with my base next year's. I can build a railroad that goes to you once we invent trains.
0: Oh, wow. Well, speaking of friends, I think that Ray and Terrence are probably just about wrapping up on their
3: little mission. We Mm -hmm. should check in with them. Terrence? Yeah? I don't know how we're going to fight this thing, although I did find an advertisement on the ground, um, which might have, like, magic powers. If I use it, if I read it out loud,
2: Mm, maybe... Is, is now the time? I mean, the, he's still going. He'll be fine. He won't, like... He'll stay at
3: least ten feet away while we don't look at him.
2: Okay. What'd you find? Well, I found an a, uh,
3: an advertisement for mock footage on the Lunar Life Studio Network. Mm. Wouldn't it
2: make more sense for me to do mock footage, Ray?
3: I guess. Everybody always wants... No one ever <sighs> lets me talk about my podcast. It's fine. You can talk about mock footage. Okay. Um... No legit. No one ever lets me talk about my podcasts. Um, I found an advertisement for bad advertising on the Lunar Light Studio Network. Um, I feel weird. I feel tingly. I could feel capitalism in my veins, and it's disgusting. Um, but. <laughs> I guess it's a podcast wherein the hosts are ad executives who take your favorite brands, then create a product and viral ad campaign that will be sure to end in failure. It's hosted by Penny Parker, Lily Blue Lennox, and Haley Rose, and it airs every other Monday on Lunar Light Studio or wherever you get your podcasts. Advertising your dissatisfaction guaranteed.
2: Well, that is a pretty awesome thing to pick up off the ground. I understand why you picked that up in the middle of a fight to the death while wow, I have a broken arm. <laughs>
3: I feel, I feel like I'm looking at the menu and my class has changed to Dirty Capitalist and now I'm ready to sling money at this thing like oh, it's nothing. Oh, man.
2: But I did, I did also find something as well. Hold on. It has your face. Did you put this here, Ray?
3: I don't know what you're talking about.
2: Mock footage. I found mock footage. That's my podcast. Uh, well, I mean, I just think it's really convenient. Anyway, mock footage. We all have that friend who you know, has somehow never seen any movies. And if you don't, then you probably are that friend. Either way, mock footage is for you. Every Thursday, Ray invents a plot summary for a movie he's never seen. And Joe makes sure he doesn't miss any important details. It's a wild ride, but it's really about sharing fun media with your closest friends. You can find mock footage at Lunar Light Studio or wherever you might find your other podcasts that you like to listen to so much.
3: Um, cool. Terrence, is that VHS tape coming out of your elbows?
2: Uh, or blood hmm
3: well let's do this and let's never tell joe that this happened
2: okay fine that works all right cool
3: and go uh hey guys how's it
0: going out there did you find anything good
2: uh well my arm is broken so i was out of the fight like for the like (laughs) after the first two minutes but ray is going to town man he's a (laughs) trooper Ray, you good? You're
3: doing this alone next time, Jill.
2: I can't! Oh, okay. I was gonna say, like, I can't do it.
3: <laughs> no, Terrence and I are gonna take a break next time, and you are doing this alone. I formed a sword out of a piece of bark.
2: Okay. Dang. <laughs> it was a valiant effort.
0: Good. We'll have to get our R&D people on that. Um, but we got on... some awesome stuff, though. Yeah, you can come on back whenever you want.
3: I do have a quick question about Factorio. <laughs> Yeah, for, what's up? For my purposes. Pete, what, <laughs> what platform do you have it on?
1: I have it on Steam. Okay, cool. Okay. All right. Excellent. All
2: right, let's continue. So,
1: uh, can I talk anyway. about the history of Phoenix Point real quick? Yes. Sure. Uh, so, Phoenix Point was made by Julian Gollop, who wrote, and uh, who is sort of the leading force behind the original XCOM in the 90s and then a different company made the second xcom game which was the same as the first one but underwater and okay. then julian got about half the budget he needed to make the third xcom game which took place inside a single futuristic dome city and had like different future gangs and like cyborgs as different factions competing within this one city and you could raid bases and make alliances and um ultimately it was not super well made and it didn't deliver on a lot of the promises that it kind of made with the gameplay there's not a lot you can actually do with the factions Mm -hmm. um it did a lot of wild features for the time like it could switch freely between turn-based and real time oh Uh, Ah. yeah like it was incredibly ambitious and its only flaw was in having too much ambition yeah um and so then after that, XCOM bounced around between a handful of other companies that made crappy XCOM games, and then it got bought by the people who made Civilizations, they made the modern one, they okay, made another that modern makes sense. one, uh, huh. they both did extremely well. Mm-hmm. So Julian was like, perhaps the time for me is now, and he did a big Kickstarter, he <laughs> promised everyone a Steam copy of the game, he made wild promises about all the features it would have, and then... Uh, after a little while realized he was running out of money made the epic deal for that epic money uh did deliver a lot of the features but also delayed a bunch of them so they're going to be dropped in patches over the next couple years Ah, okay so that's kind of why phoenix point is like this is it is one of those i feel like in 2020 Two out of three games gets released way before it's done on the assumption that the first wave of sales will pay the developers long enough to make it good. Yeah,
3: mm. like a proof of concept. That investor. makes yeah. sense.
2: Kingdom yeah. Hearts. That's why so many. Uh, what was that? Uh, Final. What is? What was that? Final Fantasy game that we all got. I or think No, Silent that Kingdom Ray just Hearts. got. Huh? Which one? Oh, oh Final Fantasy fourteen. The, the the battle royale thing. What was that?
3: What Dissidia
2: the Dissidia. Oh. Dissidia NT, yeah. Well,
3: City yeah. NT was an arcade game in Japan. Okay, yeah. So it but... was done.
2: <laughs> okay. And I'm then sorry, they... I, didn't mean, I mean <laughs> dis- no, you're dis- good. disrespect them.
3: It was a done game, but then they decided to add more features for the for the West because, you know, console We're is never different satisfied. from an arcade. Because mm-hmm. we don't have arcades here, which is a problem, in
2: my which opinion. I don't quite understand why. They're not bad. They're a lot of fun. And great date ideas.
3: Actually, I'm writing an article on the resurgence of arcades, because they are coming back. Anyway, let's keep going.
1: Yes, sorry. Actually, hang on. I have to give my arcade hot take. Okay. Uh, Arcades kind of suck, because they're full of games from the 60s, before we understood how to make video games fun.
2: True. Well, (laughs) there's
3: modern arcades with more modern games now, and also karaoke
2: and left for dead uh, not left for dead that's not what it's called <laughs> house of the dead is it, i it, i thoroughly enjoy it and I'm not a
3: big, luigi's mansion
2: they oh they did that
3: yes it's really fun
2: huh that's I interesting just, i just really don't like people paying money to play video games in public yeah i guess <laughs> i guess in theory i mean like it it's a pretty flawed Thing, it's fun. That you it's, put it her, like arcades that. are
0: fun, but like, I, I, it's cool to have a place to go out, and I like, I like the Simpsons arcade cabinet, despite how much it sucks. It's oh, it's yeah. cool, yeah. <laughs> like, and I love seeing it. Where whenever <laughs> yeah. I go somewhere, it's like a little touchstone for me. I'm like, okay, this is a good place. I will have to remember this. <laughs> I will never play it because I will never never have four people that want to play it. And even if we do, mm-hmm. we'll get like halfway through level two before we run out of money, and no one will uh-huh. want to put more quarters yep. into it. Yeah, it's it's the experience of it feels like it's wildly overpriced.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's but fair. I mean. I don't remember ever going there and thinking that, though, you know? like I
0: feel like one time through some... Yeah, well, like one time through some fluke, I was at Dave & Buster's and had free access to, like... There were certain games that were, like, a certain color code that didn't have a... Uh, like, you couldn't win tickets or whatever from them, so they were just, like, play-for-fun games, and we could yeah. play those all night for... Not, not for free, like, it, there was a charge to it, but... Uh, it was, like, a wristband was, thing? Yeah, it was like a flat it was like a flat rate. Uh-huh. And that's the way to do it, in my mm-hmm. mind.
2: Uh huh. Well that'd be cool. Kind of like a fair, but like for yeah. people. The trouble with that
1: though is that so many games in arcades are based like you almost kind of have to memorize them because they're bits designed to take your quarters. Right. Yeah, exactly. yeah, for sure. Yeah.
2: But and check this alcohol with them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if alcohol makes me like rote memorization more. I mean, but it'll it'll make you forget that you're supposed to be remembering. No, (laughs) I just remembered how I got through Biochem. (laughs) 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 I take it back. But we have been distracted for long Mm -hmm. enough. People want to hear about Phoenix Point.
3: Yeah, I have a couple things. Okay, I'm gonna start a compliment sandwich here, and then I'm gonna end with what I like. Uh. A lot of this stuff, I know that there's a guide in the game, but when I was just playing through the tutorial, I still felt like I had no idea what was going on.
0: Yeah. Um, the
2: tutorial didn't work when I played it, right?
0: The guide is also not terribly helpful. It's I, I read through it because stuff like that interests me in games, and mm-hmm. it was much more sparse than I was expecting.
3: Yeah. Oh, I... yeah, uh,
1: I saw a post on their forum, um, the wrong set of text files got launched with the game. They have better descriptions somewhere.
3: Oh, oh. One okay. Of the authors, That's an
1: One odd of their lead authors was complaining on the Discord that his cool descriptions didn't make it in yet. <laughs> That's
3: really interesting. I want to see those cool descriptions now. Get them in. Get them in there.
1: I don't have Julian's cell.
3: Why not?
0: Do you have his landline? No.
3: Okay. Do you have his MySpace?
0: No, no, I have his Discord.
3: Do you have his Friendster?
1: <laughs> no, no one has Friendsters. There's no one has any Friendsters.
0: What's a Friendster? It sounds like a a little a little guy, like d and D character.
3: It was mm. before Facebook and MySpace. Nah. It's, no, it's a little guy. It's a little Friendster.
1: Friendster <laughs> is a slur for tiefling.
2: <laughs> no.
0: <It is! laughs> oh no all
1: oh. right let's
0: talk okay come on let's let's talk about being <laughs> spoiling let's get back to the video game <laughs> all right
1: so ray that was the first part of your compliment sandwich which weird well, compliment, as a, a group
3: a... what are our complaints hmm. Hmm. Uh, i i just feel like there are a lot of vague things but you telling me that makes me feel a little better
2: my gripe is let's say it together terrence do we the have one? Loading
0: together? times are too long. Oh, okay, <sighs> yeah.
2: Wow. Wowie. We, you have to load to close the game? That doesn't make any <laughs> yeah. sense. If you hit exit to desktop, it puts you on a loading screen. Without yeah. even the words that make you like feel like you're not wasting your time.
0: I'm not like I'm not playing it on the beefiest rig. <laughs> so maybe that's part of it. But You're not
2: you're definitely not playing it on the PS4, which is known for their loading times, you know? Like yeah. It's on the computer. It should be like, and it, it's not like a, it's not very intense. It doesn't, I mean, it doesn't seem like it's that intense of like a, a game to get through the loading process with like that. That's, that's weird to me. Are the, are the, are the maps randomly generated or something?
1: Uh, so they are.
2: Okay. Oh, uh, okay.
3: okay.
2: Also, as someone who's gotten into programming,
1: uh, optimization's really hard.
3: <laughs> I
2: don't want to hear guys. it. I'm joking.
1: <laughs> I mean, admittedly, they're like doing a AAA game that they're selling for a AAA price, so that's that's not an excuse.
2: But, yeah, it's also 2019 re- re- released yeah. this last year. Uh, yeah, late last year, December, I think. That's <laughs> like that's nuts. 20, like we're we're there. We're 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 in a time where loading screens for computer games should not take that long. But also, you know. It's like
0: I, I don't want to just be like belly aching here. Wow, the loading times are so long. Like I, it got to the point several times that I legitimately thought something was wrong with my computer or the program had crashed or something. Yeah, that because happened it to me too. was taking so long. And that's that's too long.
2: But as for the as for the 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 pieces, I don't really have that many gripes to be honest. It's it's its own, like, type of game. Another type of game that I'm not used to. But, like, any of my gripes would be the fact that it's not a different game. You know what I mean?
3: No, what do you mean?
2: Like, for example, if I wanted to complain about the graphics. Well, I mean, it, it kind of does the whole, like, little you're playing with toy figurines type of aesthetic. So I can't really... That would be like complaining about Animal Crossing's graphics. Not on the same level, right. but it's kind of its own, like... Thing you know, it's stylized. Yeah, exactly. I could complain about the animations, but it's a turn-based strategy game, you know. Like they're not gonna have uh the characters breathing and like sitting down when they're idle for too long. You know, they're not gonna have that kind of thing. And that's what I mean by that. Like, okay, anything that I would be looking for in this game is just things that I would look for in different video games.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha.
2: It, I would, I would have preferred it to be a little more user friendly. There's a lot of things going on, a lot, and they give it to you in a huge sandwich that you can't, like, you know. Yeah,
3: in one sitting. Uh, My biggest problem is that it feels
0: like it assumes that the player is going to figure things out, or it assumes that the player has played Played XCOM. And, you know, I was able to figure things out and pick things up and put it together, and there is... This is something that's been going around in the world of talking about game design it, it not all games should make everything super intuitive and obvious to the player right away but th- the way that i learned things in this game did not feel good like it, it didn't it, yeah. it didn't feel well designed and also some things don't feel like they're they're they are designed It feels like they were designed with one thing in mind, and the actual game of it delivers something else. For instance, the vehicles. Like, the opening cutscene, you start off getting picked up by a scarab, Mm -hmm. and then you just have a manticore instead. And it's... And, like, there's... I, I see on my UI, like, I have zero of two land vehicles and one of two air vehicles, but I don't know how to make a land or air base. And I've put 20 hours into the game. Like, I feel like that part of the game should at least be something by now but it's not um, yeah. as well as the the factions there's you have like a general uh, relationship with each of the factions but then you also have a relationship with each leader of each haven within those factions and it seems like there's supposed to be another layer of depth there but that layer of depth like i I feel my difference my my different relationship with the factions as a whole but i do not feel anything for the individual leaders of the individual havens yeah i want to jump on that because that was my pet scape
1: that was my thing that i was angry about that joe stole from me uh Yeah, the Havens feel there's so much in the Havens that gestures towards having big dreams for these little guys. Like they have, uh, if you click on them, you can see they have different upgrades and buildings within them. Like this one has elite residences and a grain farm and fortified walls. And as far as I can tell, none of that means anything.
0: Right. Like, like, Sinadrian... Is it one of the things that is their defining features? Is they don't they don't have hierarchies. They don't mm-hmm. believe in hierarchies. There's only citizens, and the other two factions do have hierarchies. There's the religious hierarchy, mm-hmm. and then there's the new New Jericho, where there's like the Generals. ruling class and and everyone else. Mm-hmm. And so those two those other two factions have elite residences, and and as you say, Peter, like that mm-hmm. that doesn't have any gameplay uh ramifications whatsoever and it feels like it should to somehow differentiate Sinedrian other than just <laughs> the flavor of them like what's inside their bases hmm. like am I am I being what what trade-off am I getting for siding with Sinidrian specifically in regards to them not having elite housing as of right now nothing
1: yeah well, I feel, like, I feel like the Havens right now remind me a lot of the NPCs in Skyrim, where they have this really sophisticated AI where they'll, like, get a craving for apples and then walk down to the nearest apple cellar and buy an apple and then eat it. Right. But that doesn't do anything for me as an adventurer. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah, no reason yeah. for that to be part of the game. There's no way right. I can interact with that or take advantage of it. I can't, like... Start an apple stand and then convince people they want more apples. (laughs) If
3: I steal all the apples from the apple stand, will they start fighting me for the apples?
1: Uh, no, I think they'll just go further afield and or be slightly sad.
3: Yeah, exactly. I want them to fight me for the apples. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's all I want out of a video game.
2: Fight me for the apples.
1: Uh, and I feel like that's where the havens are at right now, where there's just nothing you can do with them. Right. Uh, and even the factions, like, they will make decisions like when they'll declare war on each other and you'll start attacking each other all the time you'll have a bunch of base defense missions pop up if a faction you're allied with gets attacked but you can't influence their decision to go to war or like ask them to destroy a particular city that's been bothering you which cities don't bother you in particular because they're emotionless
0: uh right yeah it's just not quite there Exactly. Like, it would it would make sense if this system was in place if, like, New Jericho as a whole was my ally, but there was one particular haven of New Jericho that was, like, a real jerk, and I had to, like, eliminate them at the expense of some of my friendliness points with New Jericho. And, as you say, like, if there was a way to be like, hey, Sinidrian I know you really hate New Jericho, but can you, like, chill for a minute and Maybe they gain some uh, influence with New Jericho at the expense of me losing some influence with Zinedrian or something like that. Yeah, I, uh,
3: I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious, Pete. Have they said what they're adding to the game? Because this might be something that might be coming down the pipeline.
1: Um, they have, they've, made, they've said a lot of the things that they are adding, but they've also left like a lot of things blank on their roadmap as surprises.
3: Okay. So this could happen. What it could. Here. It absolutely
1: but... could. And that's what makes this game such a heartbreaker is that <laughs> it's like 50-50, right? Maybe this becomes the best game I've ever played, and maybe it stays like this, just sort of grasping towards beauty.
0: Right. Oh. <laughs> right. And the thing is that it is really fun as is. If I yes. ignore, and I usually do ignore, all of this stuff that feels like it's missing it's it's a fun game and i the the tactical part of it is fun and the geoscape part of it is also fun and like going back and forth i find myself just getting sucked in and wanting to just go and go and go um but it's it, it is a it, it is a bummer that we don't see more of what they seem to be aspiring toward and the full release of the game has happened you know like maybe they'll Mm -hmm. they'll drop more of this stuff going forward but what i would imagine we'd see in a content update is like oh there's another faction now like oh you know your soldiers can Mm -hmm. do new powers now the way that minecraft updates feel where it's like there's new stuff in the game but it's still the same game
1: Mm
3: -hmm. not like gameplay groundbreaking changes right
1: i mean Civ civ added espionage as an entire subsystem
0: so there's a possibility for it yeah it's
1: happened uh also while we're in the gripe zone i want to call out the berserker class
0: okay
3: okay
1: uh i don't think the berserkers are underpowered right now but just because of how the economy of movement works it's really awkward to walk up to someone and hit them with the big hammer Which, that should be what the Berserker class is all about. It doesn't deliver on the fantasy. I see. Um, Like, they have a lot of really useful abilities, and if you give them a rifle, they're excellent. Mm. And the hammer, you do get to use it once in a blue moon, but they can't just chart. Like, they should be Reinhardt. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I get that. But instead, they're more like just a different Overwatch character that also has the melee button available in a tight spot. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: <Yeah. laughs>
2: so. It's like Torbjorn's hammer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's my primary. I'm a Torbjorn main. <laughs> that's your primary way to kill your enemy is the uh-huh. hammer?
1: Yeah. I put, what I do is I set the turret up in like a bush and then I wait on the opposite, in a different bush and then they come around the corner, the turret shoots them, they turn to face it and then I bonk them on the back of the skull. Where it's weak,
0: yeah.
3: (laughs) That's how weakness is working. Overwatch. It's really
0: it's super effective against Sigma. It says super effective.
3: (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah. Super effective against people without helmets.
3: Thinking types. (laughs) My favorite
2: kind of Pokemon are thinking types. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah? Huh? Absolutely.
2: Oh, that's awesome.
3: (laughs) They're weak to snipers. Um, I really enjoy the character editing. Portion of this game. Which Please tell I me didn't. about
0: this. You hinted at it at the beginning of the episode, mm, and I, I, I did. have not touched it. Uh, I would love to. I would love to hear what you think.
3: There's just it's not needed at all, but it puts so much personality into your characters. Like mm-hmm. you get all your soldiers, right? And then I'm like, most of these are boys. And then I went into edit. I'm like, oh, they don't have to be boys. Okay. And now mm-hmm. I have a soldier named Joe. Terrence, Marble, Haley, Blue, uh, oh. and someone else. Bray, me, and <laughs> and I gave myself a healing gun and somebody else a healing gun. I'm like, these are the healers. Haley <laughs> is the sniper. Like it's, it's very good and wholesome to me That's that excellent. all my friends are in this game. And if any of them die, I will restart. Yeah. No one's died yet, but it adds it was... an extra layer for me. And gameplay that says, these are my friends, they can't die. I won't let them. <laughs> and also when I give like Terrence like, a, a claw, it'll be really cool, and I'll tell Terrence in real life about the claw I gave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is, I this this is I how
1: it. I played the first few XCOM games, and it's a wonderful experience. <laughs> uh, I would like a heavy in your game, Ray, if you'd be so kind.
3: Okay, I do have Joe on a a, 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 a grenade boy right now.
1: No, I want that hell cannon. I want to shoot one huge bullet.
3: Okay, I, <laughs> I will give it to you. <laughs>
1: uh, so, for the record, uh, I currently have Ray in my game as a sniper, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. using the Cynedrion uh, kit. As I thought, Ray kind of seemed like his face communist. It's
3: yes, I lead. am. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes.
1: Um, and then uh, Terence is just sort of a standard assault. Um, and
2: That's Joe... Up. My I arm was... might get broken. Joe was... <laughs> What'd you say, Terrence? <laughs> I said, sounds, sounds about right. My arm might get broken. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, Ter- and oh. then oh. Go ahead. Joe, I was going to make into a sniper infiltrator, but he did... Panic and run into an acid worm, so he's dead now. Oh, yeah, that's the right. That sounds about right. <laughs> that
0: sounds about right. Big dreams sad. trips into an acid worm um, and
3: dies. Terrence, this is just for you, but your character has almost died about five times, and I have had to heal you up every time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> asthma is a right.
2: bitch, dude asthma is a bitch and i I can't wait for like
0: the the alien to like spit on terrence and him be like
2: oh my god i'm dying
0: and then the alien to spit on somebody else and it has no effect (laughs) he's like oh i was allergic
3: no but i feel attacked there's a lot of personality injected with just the character edits for me
1: yeah absolutely it just if you give one of your snipers purple hair, it makes them so much it makes them stand out and like you'll remember that your purple-haired sniper got their arms broken every mission for the last five. <laughs> yeah,
3: Terence in a giant yellow armor gets his head hurt every time. Oh um, man, I've got to I've got to
0: mess around with this. Apparently, it's, it's it sounds pretty cool. Oh,
3: yeah, Joe, you you're in a purple and pink armor. It's fabulous.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that um all right i think it's i think it's time for us to start wrapping up here um does anyone have any closing thoughts anything that we didn't get to cover
3: why is it called phoenix point if there's no phoenix
2: <laughs> yeah that doesn't make any sense uh, you, are the, phoenix, you, you are, are the phoenix you are the ashes of humanity you
1: are the phoenix your base is the phoenix point yeah I so know. it's not a phoenix pointing
0: i'm confused. Um are we all planning on continuing to spend time on this game after this episode releases?
2: I am not because I don't have the, I don't own the game, but that's pretty much the only reason. Do you want to? Well, I just don't want to be associated with that game company with Epic. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Fair. I said that once.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's too many good games on it and there were a ton of free games during the holidays, so I did download the Epic Games launcher. Yeah, yes.
3: Sam. There are a lot of very good. Thank free you, Michaela. Games. <laughs> Thank you, Michaela. <laughs> um,
0: yes. I am. I am going to spend more time on this game, but not right now. Uh, sea of Thieves. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I am very much addicted to Sea of Thieves right now, and also the way that I played this game was in two or three very long chunks, and I, I don't really want to play it any other way, and I just don't have the time to do that right now and as like as we said like they're they're still updating it they're still putting more into it and i'm excited for those those dlc packs to come out and i want to get like experience with the game as it evolves but i just i just can't i just cannot do that right now but i
3: i'm not i'm not done with it i'm not done with it at all not by a long shot okay i'm gonna keep playing this game uh not right now (laughs) Because I am playing a lot of Sea of Thieves in Final Fantasy XIV. But I think, and I'm going to say this here, I'm going to start streaming soon. And I think I'm going to stream it. I think I'm going to stream Phoenix Point. Oh, I nice. watch
2: that. You guys heard it here. You guys heard it here. So not only is Ray going to dress up in overalls with three or four belts around his waist... <laughs> But I forgot you, about this. So I did need didn't. to write it
3: down. I need to write it down. But also, he's
2: going to stream Phoenix Point, which I would like to watch. And eat 25 pounds of candy?
3: I would literally wow. die. My Ugh. body would reject so much That made my so stomach hurt again. Sugar. That's such a weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pete, I am actually diabetic. I will die. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they call it Diabetic. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. no! You
0: can't just come onto this oh,
1: podcast and wow. be
2: funnier than us. That was that was a good one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry. I leave. We can, end the episode.
3: can you just put wow. that on my tombstone?
1: <laughs> uh, I'm gonna keep playing this game, but I probably will let it sit for. A little bit till at least the first dlc comes out mm-hmm. uh, the next one they're gonna add cybernetics first okay and uh giant giant aliens um real excited about that oh it's,
2: there's it's, giant aliens it's an alien game without giant aliens
1: yeah they're, they're gonna do city-sized ones anyway it's, it's uh a a wow. city-sized
3: ones yeah wait so are you like fighting on a giant alien <sighs>
1: Yeah, it's like the lair missions, like you have to get to its heart and plant C4 charges and then extract. My gosh, that is so cool. I want
3: this though.
1: Yeah, it was supposed to be in the initial release and they were like, we're pushing it back two months. And now it's February and they haven't quite
0: done it yet. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm of two minds because I'm like, I want this game to be what it wants to be, but also I want them to take as much time as they need to get it there. Right. Mm -hmm. As long as it gets there.
1: Yeah, it makes you wish Valve had made it.
0: <laughs> uh, I wish Valve would make anything, really. <laughs> uh, didn't you wait?
1: Didn't you hear they just—they're in uh, one month. They're dropping another Half-Life game.
3: Yeah, they're dropping. Half-Life oh yeah, Alex. I heard about that. Half-Life. Yeah.
1: So there's your monkey's paw.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I've talked about Half-Life Alex before.
0: Oh, uh, all right. Well, uh, thank you all. Thank thank you, Peter. Thank you, Peter, for for. Joining us on this show. Um, I can, it has been a riot, and uh, you are welcome back anytime.
2: Oh, absolutely. Um,
0: and thank you for pointing us toward this game because I don't think we would have seen it otherwise.
3: Phoenix pointing us towards this game. Yes.
0: Great. Phoenix pointing
3: us towards this game.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would, I've had a blast. I would love to do this again.
2: Yes. That's what I I, love hearing.
1: (laughs) I love hearing from you guys.
0: Um,
2: how do you end the podcast? How do you end the podcast? How do you end
0: the podcast? That's what I say every time. <laughs> um, you can find us on Twitter at GNHcast, or you can send an email to gnhpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much to Lunar Light Studio for hosting us.
2: Thank you. Thank
3: you, and thank you for putting a roof over our head.
0: Thank you for the roof. We needed that. Thank you all uh, for listening. And if you would be so kind, please leave a review either on itunes or leave feedback on pinecasts and let us know what you think um if you leave a review we'll read it on the show and we we love to hear from you so please get on that as soon as you as soon as you have a moment as soon as you have a i was going to make a joke like a pun off of phoenix point but there's there's nothing i can do there so uh, instead i'm just going to say thank you for listening this has been gaming new horizons
2: I don't think it would be that bad to transform into an alien.
3: Until next time, stay gamer.
0: Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay.
3: Hey, Reed. Hey, Brittany. Hey, all of you out there in podcast land. This is what you call it
2: podcast about life, liberty, and the pursuit of nerdiness.
3: Here's what people are saying about it. Oh, have
2: you heard of the whatcha call it? Hey, it's... that
3: that is my favorite podcast right now. so good. It is better than a tater tot hot dish. Well, I can't believe that for a second. You know, it's one of those big Midwest fancy things.
2: A Midwest fancy
3: thing? Yeah, I don't know what that is, but okay, yeah, that's but what yeah. it is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're going to love it, though. Oh, you're have,
3: just going to love have it. Have you
2: heard Brittany talk
0: about being from
1: California? Oh, have
3: you heard Reed talk about being from the Midwest? Well,
0: I
1: never. And for crying in the soup,
3: for would you just listen to the, the show? Soup. Don't take their word. Take a listen to the show. Blah, blah, blah. We're the show. And remember, folks. Your belly button is your old mouse. Listen.
0: From LunarLightStudio.com.